Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Thank you. So welcome, to, um, you know, welcome. And I'm so glad that you're here talking about this topic today, talking about the moon, the magic of the moon, the cycles of the moon and how we can co-create with the moon and how it can really enhance our lives. So thank you for being here. Sarah, you're at the top of my screen. So please tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you. Yeah. Hi. So I'm Sarah Zeus. I'm from Belgium. It's currently nighttime for us, uh, hence why it's all dark. Um, and yeah, why this topic is so important to me is actually because I started living with the cycles of the moon um, ever since 2016. I was looking for a kind of pace in life that would bring me more rest and action. So both, instead of the fast pace, always action, never rest. And the moon provides this for us on a monthly basis. And then furthermore, being a woman, menstruating woman, there is a close connection between the womb and the moon. This is very personal. For some, it's very clear. For others, it's not. For me, it is clear. It's always the day before dark moon, I start bleeding for a very long time. So for me, it's really in sync with that 29-day cycle of the moon. And so, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm so fascinated about that. I think it's incredible how the moon and our bodies are so in sync and when we really listen and tune in yeah it's so beautiful to see how connected we are to nature and that is something that we all yearn for and i'd love to see more of in our world yeah so mm, so beautiful yes that beautiful co-creation with the moon right mm, amazing okay. magical katie please tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you yeah, well, thank you so much for having me here tonight. And uh, we were joking before we went live here that like, what the heck, how do you say my name? And I, I actually love that I have a name that people find really difficult to say, including myself and my family, <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> because it's a conversation piece. So for anyone out there who's looking at my spelling and is like, what the heck is that? <laughs> It's Italian. It's my husband's and I love him dearly, but he kept his traditional spelling of his name and mm. it's kind of like lasagna, right? When you say the mm in the middle, so it's, <laughs> it's super simple when you don't look at how it's spelled and it's just Roman YOLO. Um, mm. I like to think I got the name of you only live once because mm. I was meant to kind of experience and explore. And the moon is really how I experience and explore. And I love Sarah, how, you expressed how you're so connected into the body and our feminine cycles, because I think we all experience moon phases very similar, but so uniquely and different. And I found for me, well, first of all, I'm in the, in Canada. So pretty cool that we are all in different countries and different anchor points to the world energetically. I'm just outside of the greater Toronto area, if you know, Ontario. And I was drew into working with moon cycles because of a really, really dark night of the soul time in my life where everything was completely going wrong and nobody really knew it on the surface. So I was really good back in 2016. Interesting that you've got a 2016 yeah. connection as well. <laughs> Love that. And there must have been some major shift going on that, you know, we were preparing yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> And I remember having like total destruction happen for me at that time in my life. If the tower card in tarot could have been realized into somebody's like movie screenplay of life, it was me in this moment and everything was going wrong financially, just physically within my relationship. And I told no one. Instead, I struggled with social anxiety silently, pretended like I could show up and talk to people, but then would cry 
for you know a whole drive home after talking to a client. I was a real estate broker at the time, mm-hmm. and I just pretended that I was fine. I would figure it out, suck it up, and put on that mask each day. And then all of a sudden, I realized that this big, beautiful thing in the sky is drawing me out into nature. And the moon was my first experience with her was standing out in the middle of uh, the forest and just staring up where I thought nobody was around me, nobody could hear me, and proclaiming how much I was struggling. I would just tell her everything, how much of a failure I felt that I was, how much I struggled speaking to people, how I thought I just couldn't do anything right at the time. And I didn't realize I started asking questions like, how does my life get better? What do I need to do? Just please tell me. And that I would start drawing in answers, that I was speaking up to her during those full moon nights and really Mm -hmm. starting to manifest the things that I needed in this huge climax of power that was occurring for me. So I started going to full moon meditations, going deeper into that, learning more about the cycles and eventually developing a framework that I use within my business to really grow the times that I'm meant to be, you know, doing momentum building things and talking to people, people, sorry, and socializing. And then the retreat phases, right? When we come into self and really learn that it's not always about hustle, hustle, hustle. So Mm. it, uh, I think the moon found me. Um, I definitely think I've got an, an innate, um, you know, past knowledge of, of past lives and many different connection pieces as to why I needed to connect at this point. But it's been an incredible journey and I, I wouldn't be the successful business coach I am today, have the relationship I have with my husband now and everything essentially that's come after those few moments without looking at moon cycles and, and how I can use them within my own, uh, own life. Mm, that is so powerful. What a journey you've been on, Katie. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank I you. feel that you know, this pretending that we do not have cycles, that we not um, a species or humanity don't have any cycles, you know, we are so connected to all that is movable, moving energy. So why are we wanting to stay stagnant within our own beingness? And we deny ourselves our very natural way of being and coming back to that space where we are then tapping deeper into. And like you beautifully said, the moon called you. You know, it was that calling of the moon, the soft, gentle energy that called you to connect with that innate wisdom, that natural way of being. And so I feel that the the moon can teach us so much about our cycles and that this is ancient wisdom. It's not new, right? We're just remembering all of this stuff. And when we as women bleed and we honoring that space of, you know, the new moon space and planting the seeds in that fertile soil, this is where we create with the phases of the moon and also our own innate abilities that's coming through each and every one of those phases. So thank you so much for sharing that, both of you. And um, Katie, I know that you do moon calendars and things like that, and I think it's fascinating. I'm not one for um, you know, using diaries very much and using calendars and that kind of stuff. I'm like a free writer, I journal. But I have, there were moments in my life where, you know, it really, really helped me. And these days you get apps that help you, you know, connect with your cycles and things, and that is absolutely fantastic. So in your work, tell me about, or in maybe in your personal lives, tell me how you can really, at a time where you connected with those cycles in a different way and the transformations that you experienced through those cycles as you connected with the phases of the moon and obviously your own transitions that you went through. Sarah, do you want to start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing it telepathically. Yeah, so how the phases of the moon, how I work with them. Well, I actually do. I am a, I'm a person with a diary <laughs> with the moon phases um, because I like to prepare in advance. And for me, how it started was um, really in-depth tracking again like the menstrual cycle um tracking my body but i feel like you don't need to be bleeding to do that tracking the emotions um the physical signs of my body um 
tracking my mental state, whether I was in clarity or whether I was a bit in a brain fog kind of state, all that, writing that down. I did that for three moon cycles. Then I traced a red thread. And now I have like this basic understanding of who I am um, beyond all that is expected of me. And so that's how I started really going back to like point zero, where am I at right now? And if I feel the need to adjust it, of course, to um, life when life happens, you know, and we transform and then we just get to do it all over again. But I noticed that, and this was all in relationship to the moon. So that was really clear with the moon cycle. So you start to trace it at a specific time. And so the way that I live with the moon cycles is I try to maximize like the, the ebb and flow in my life as much as possible. So for me, that's really a priority of when it's dark moon to try and stay in that restful space as much as I can. Also, because I have my bleed at, at that time, I think a lot of women are bleeding at full moon and I feel that would be more um, time for rest for those or women in menopause can then choose what they feel more aligned to and men who are listening. Um, but really prioritize that rest, self-care, that time to like stay in the dark void and, you know, get that self-care going on. Um, and then full moon is more of a time of expansion and the phases in between is like the ascent and then the descent and really trying to prioritize that. But ultimately, at first it was very like structured because I needed that. Um, but now it's so intuitive. Now it's not like, oh, I need to look at my diary to say when it's time for self-care, when it's time for not. Now I just listen to whatever comes up. But it is very in tune with the moon. Um, yeah, and I think how I feel like um, that's a bit how it structures. Like in the beginning, it's a little bit trying new things and seeing how it goes. But then every cycle you you deepen and you deepen into it. And I feel that's the cyclical way of living in the moon cycles and the seasons and yearly base, but even astrology, you know, these huge cycles of the planets. And it's the more that we do these cycles and the more conscious we are of doing these cycles, yeah, there's the more the ingrained they are and the more fully we can experience them and then also more fully we can experience ourselves because it feels like a portal into the soul as well right walking with these cycles yeah yeah that's so beautiful and it's this embodiment of the wisdom of the moon and then connection to our own wisdom within that helps wow. us to move through these cycles right mm, yeah yeah and i feel like th those mirror each other i feel when the moon is in her phase i am in that phase and it's like mm. it's it's so close yeah, it's part of a whole more than it's like, oh, she's out there and I'm here. We're so connected. And even the, the waters in our body, she affects all the water on planet Earth, but also in our body. So it's not something out there. It's inside. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I love the moon so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I love having this conversation <laughs> in, in, in reverence to her. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it is, you know, the waters, Katie, we'll get um, to you in a second, but just the, the the reference to the waters, you know, sometimes we feel more bloated as women, especially men too, but, you know, we go through phases in the month where we can see the waters, like the expansion and the emotions that come with that expansion of our waters as well. And sometimes I feel, you know, about five kilograms um, heavier than what I should be. And um, it wasn't because I had that burger. It's just, you know, we have to really honor that we are moving through the different phases and our bodies, our physical bodies are going through the different stages as well. And that when we're in that stage where we're holding back water, what can we do to help ourselves? You know, do we need to rest? Do we need to dance? Do we need to be in nature? What is it that we're moving through? Or how can we assist ourselves um, through that stage that we're going through? Mm. Katie, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I definitely agree. And, and Sarah, I think that's brilliant with the journaling and allowing it to really come into your intuitive nature about it because you're right, the moon is not outside of us and this thing that controls our actions or the things we should do. It's more of how does the moon reflect what we're naturally doing and just that reminder to really pay attention and, and turn inward. It's, it's a reflection of our own self-awareness. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I love to suggest um, what's called moon mapping. 
And it's all about deciding where are you more moon sensitive? So it's that journaling process where instead of realizing, okay, it's full moon right now, I'm going to write down what's going on for me. You kind of forget that there's moon phases at all. This is great for someone who's just starting out and just journaling when something noticeable comes up. So like I'm feeling bloated, I'm feeling extra emotional, I'm feeling really great, I've got energy, whatever it is that you're noticing that's different from your sort of normal resting place and writing it down and then going back and seeing where the moon was. And you can map out exactly how you said, Sarah, it's kind of like the reverse process, but totally yeah. similar and see, okay, like full moon phase is my jam, right? This is where I'm feeling it, where I'm really creative or maybe, you know, full moon phase, I, I'm feeling totally crazy emotional and my husband even notices this and okay, I can see there's a pattern here after three months and mm -hmm. it's a great practice to do. Now, one of the ways mm -hmm. that I take that another notch and have developed a framework around it that kind of gives this consistency of, okay, I need to continue allowing myself to remember these cycles, to feel them intuitively if I get off track is that the so the unconscious mind is this huge part of who we are and the neurology we have as humans having a human experience it takes us a little time to catch up with the energetics of how we show up so say if in our, our conscious waking state we want to have more time to be present to spend time with family and do things that are really important to us we can say that, but then does the unconscious part feel like, oh, there's so many other things to do. I just, I can't, you know, next time. And we come up with these reasons. Well, what I find with moon cycles is if you can allow yourself to focus on one cycle for a week at a time, the moon is actually shifting a lot, right? It's continually going into a new phase, but we've got these four primary phases. And if our human selves focus on that one phase. So for example, we're shifting into uh, first quarter today in uh, my side of the world. <laughs> it's going to be a little ahead for you, but mm -hmm. um, first quarter phase, instead of saying, okay, today, first quarter is all about you know, taking some action, saying yes, getting some momentum, moving some energy in our lives. I'm going to focus on that for a week, allow myself to do what I intuitively feel that I can you know, I'm not going to push and say, I have to do everything on my list, but knowing and giving permission that during this week, I'm going to craft my ideas and things towards getting stuff done so that when our full moon phase hits, you can kind of focus for a week again at that recharging and resting or feeling amplified if that's what you do during that phase and really celebrating, ooh, like I've, I've done this for a week and I find it really helps that human part of who we are to accept the cycles because mm -hmm. we're so conditioned not to allow the rest and rejuvenation and really practicing, okay, during this week, I got to do something for self-care. It, it helps for the society bypass. I think the, the, all of the messaging we get that says, no, no, you got to hustle around the clock. I don't, yeah. I don't believe in that. I reject that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Thank you so much, Katie. I, and I think this is the thing is we hustle through life. We we do not find that time for stillness, for being, for rest, recalibration. Integration is key as well. Because if we are going, 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 we're doing energy work, we're doing healing, we, you know, we're going to um, the dark side of the moon, we have all of these emotions going through us. Without integration, our human goes into that fight and flight mode. And so that is why through each cycle, through each little time period or space that we're moving through, we have to have time for integration as well. And what is integration? You know, integration is finding or doing breath work, allowing the energy to merge into your, into your cells and activating that deep remembrance of who you are through that integration, allowing your body to come into that stillness and that space of of oh okay this feels peaceful now it doesn't feel like I'm in that healing phase anymore or going through that healing phase constantly or it doesn't feel like I'm you know in fight and flight constantly or that I'm so exhausted that I can't get out of bed phase you know so I absolutely love that you saying both of you are saying that honoring the, the space or the, the moon calendar as such is what will bring us back to wholeness what connects us back into source and allowing us to be 
um, as a human being and operate this life that we get to live here. You know, writing, I always call it, everyone knows I call it the roller coaster of life. And, you know, riding this roller coaster with your hands up and, um, you know, big Colgate smile on your face or not, whatever it is that you want to do. But ultimately, you know, the moon, I feel the moon has always held incredible secrets for us. And actually, it activates the secrets within us which is actually just our codes. It's those dormant energies and codes and, and beautiful information, monadic wisdom that we hold within us that is act, being activated. So in your work and, and you know, working with the moon, what are some of those secrets that you have come across that you want to share with people? I'll go first if that's okay, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. reason is, I've got an interesting reason why I want to go first is because you are actually part of this. You're going to be an example of how this is really incredible, how this stuff works. So let's go to first, first quarter here again for a second, where first quarter, okay, we're building momentum, doing things maybe that are a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Sometimes when we want change in our lives, it means we have to do something different than we're used to doing. So one of the things I do as a secret practice during first quarter is I embody an alter ego. And it's basically parts of me, fragments that I know that do exist, gifts within me or things that maybe I know are kind of there, more hidden and subtle but that I want to really embrace more. And I give myself permission to try them on for size for the week of first quarter. And to really get into this, so some of the examples might be, okay, super feeling super confident and assertive in what I want and, um, you know, showing up in a certain way. And I feel like we need to name our alter egos. So you'll love this. <laughs> my <laughs> name for my alter ego during first quarter week, which we are in right now, is Sarah, of course. Oh, no way. <laughs> and I, Yeah. And, and it, the proof that I haven't just made this up in the moment is I literally wrote a chapter in my book called Sarah, which explains how Sarah was created, all the traits that she embodies. And it's from three really iconic Sarahs, one from the Salem witch trials and two others that just have all of those traits mm -hmm. that I adored and wanted for myself before I realized, okay, you, you see those things in others because they're parts of a reflection of yourself. So Sarah, every time I have an encounter with someone who pops up, there's a Sarah in my life, I have this agreement with the universe that says, this is your nod that says you're on the right track, that says, yeah, that person's good for you, trust this way. So I love that you're here on this <laughs> call with me today. And a special reminder from spirit and also something that, you know, maybe somebody else needed to hear. Mm, oh my goodness, I've got goosebumps. <laughs> um, I love the synchronicities and I love the fact that the universe sends us these little golden nuggets of yes, you know, you are following the right path. Yes, you are, you, you know, trust yourself. It's okay. Um, and I feel that that's something, especially throughout my whole life, that Every single time that I got these little yeses and okay, you know, and I followed the seeds of my soul, um, it just infuses you with so much light. It infuses you with so much inspiration. And Katie, especially you with being in the quarter moon and getting this confirmation, this is like an amplifier for you, an yeah. amplifier to ignite your soul even more. So I feel like those inspirations are definitely like these little ignition seeds that we've been given, you know, to amplify mm, our energy. Beautiful. Yeah. Sarah, how do you feel about all of that? The secrets that's just been revealed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually, I love that practice. Mm. I, 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 if it's, I, I think I'll start doing that, you know, have like mm, my alter ego and hmm, what does she want to do? I think that would yeah. be so much fun to play with. <laughs> and it's cool that her name is Sarah. Maybe mine can be Katie. <laughs> 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 yeah amazing mm -hmm. um yeah and then for the moon mysteries um how i work with them is or how i see the moon mysteries for me they go back into the lineage of the blood mysteries again i feel like i'm on a repetitive cycle but that's just such a big one for me mm -hmm. and you know right now also in the collective it's a it's a very big topic as well but the blood mysteries which is living consciously with a menstrual cycle as a tool for self-love self-knowledge and all that you know self-expression and that is it can be traced back to like these 
this ancient lineage of female wisdom. And then to me, that also brings us into the Holy Grail stories of looking for the lost feminine and, and the lunar light with the solar light, but for, for patriarchal religion was all about that solar light and, you know, the, the masculine solar light, which is beautiful, you know, grace, thanks to the sun, we have our food, we have everything, we have our life, Mm -hmm. but the lunar light has that beautiful union together. They make the whole. And so for me, the, when, whenever I think about the moon mysteries or how I work with them, it's really about remembering the ancient female mysteries and wisdom, but not just, oh, going back into our ancestors and then copy paste it in today's life. Like we're not living in caves anymore. We're not, most of us aren't living on the land so close, like um, some of us are gardening, but we're not farmers or most of us are not farmers anymore. And so really making it into something modern and, and, you know, taking everything that we've got from patriarchy, from the solar masculine time, that's so beautiful, so potent, and then unifying that with the lost feminine. And to me, that is really what the moon mysteries brings us. And living with the moon is just a very simple, (laughs) I make it quote unquote, but a very simple and accessible way of bringing these huge topics of remembering ancient feminine mysteries. That sounds so huge. I find it very exciting, but I can imagine that for some, it's a little bit daunting as well. And so the moon brings that soft way of, and also that permission of growing. And then like you say, taking that time for integration, we don't have to figure figure it all out right now. We don't have to like erase 5,000 years of patriarchy into 2022. Now we need to fix everything and it needs to be integrated ASAP. And we have time, we have that cyclical motion that grow and then decay and yeah so mm. that's mysteries for me in a nutshell mm. I love it I love merging ancient wisdom with modern times it's my jam and that's what I'm here to teach you know I'm here to bring back this this beautiful ancient wisdom this remembrance of the divine feminine masculine union the alchemy of our souls the alchemy of the universe of source that we have within us and really bringing all of that together and you know I feel that through these conversations that we are having, we're making it more um, accessible to people. We're making it more accessible so that they can understand it and simplifying the information from the ancient ways. It's very, it's right what you're saying, Sarah. It can get very complicated. You know, sometimes I channel incredibly complicated, high um, complex uh, information. I sometimes feel like I've, you know, uh, swallowed a science dictionary or something and it is pretty intense and out there and it's women like you and that can simplify information that can help us make sense of it so that we can apply it and embody it and put it into practice in our modern times that's so important and it's about listening to what your your body is calling you what is it that you need right now and this is the question how do people start you know where do we start Um, If you are experiencing problems in your menstrual cycle, if you're experiencing things that where you are kind of out of whack with your your body and everything just feels like your um, cycles are all over the place, how do we start? You know, where do we start to really bring harmonization or reharmonization back for us? Katie, do you want to share? Sure. Yeah, I, I love this particular question and topic because it's unique to every woman, but there's also something you can do regardless of, you know, what age or how you're experiencing your cycle that you can do to really align your internal, um, I want to say health, because internal health for me is not necessarily how we uh, perceive our our skin and our, you know, our, our physical health, but it's how we feel on the inside. And the cycle is really much so about that. And I'm reminded of a client that I actually had last year who asked the same question at one point during a coaching program we were working on, and it was all about aligning their their cycle because they had been on birth control for quite some time and it was highly unlikely to be able to get pregnant and it was something their family wanted. 
and being able to figure out, okay, where is the phase and what phase is actually most conducive for me to conceive. So we started doing some journaling and some mapping out of the times in which she felt certain ways. And I find that the key to this really is being intentional. So the moment in which you decide, okay, I'm going to align with something, you start pulling in resources energetically to allow you to do the thing that you're intending. And focus for a certain amount of time on intention is what allows for it to grow and that the feeling that's associated. So what we did essentially was focused on the feeling of what it was, the end result, having this beautiful baby join the family, what the result of aligning their cycle would do for them. And really focused on that intention during that new moon week, because it's all about turning inward. It's less about exposing everything to the world and more about how you feel and going kind of quiet and dark. And then when we shifted into the next week, it was all about, is there any actions that actually really support this particular phase to continue to allow me to remember that, okay, I'm choosing that I'm going to do my bleed at a certain phase. So we decided and then intended and and shifted that specific intention, the focus with the neurology to say this week, I'm really focusing on that intention. And I'm really excited and happy to say that that client uh, was able to conceive against all of the odds and aligned to their cycle. And it, you know, it was a hundred percent all them. It was nothing that Mm. I did within sessions or somebody did for them. It was them being really dedicated into tuning in to their own intuition, what they needed, what their body was saying, and just getting clear on that intention and having it guide what the purpose of getting aligned to those cycles would really be. I love that. And congratulations to the beautiful mm. woman. And well, and obviously her partner or husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes two, right? So um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And I do feel absolutely that this is the most important thing is coming back to our cycles, which will reharmonize everything and also reharmonize our world, bring that divine unification of energies back within the world, but also within our relationships with ourselves and, and our partners and our husband, wives. And so it's such an important part of our life. Mm, Sarah, what do you have to add to this, my love? Yeah, I, I first want to second that. I feel like it's a very beautiful story and and beautiful to like break it down, break it down into weeks. I think that's beautiful. And um, what I would add, what I work with and, and in my work and share with people also is about working with the archetypes that are linked in with the phases. So we were speaking about first quarter, full moon, last quarter and new moon. There are certain archetypes that are linked in, but of course we can choose for ourselves which ones resonate, but mainly we're talking about maiden, mother, queen or enchantress and then crone for the woman. For men, I feel it's the same, but just with masculine archetypes. And how I work with, or what I would suggest as well, is to get to know yourself as that archetype. Um, So what does your inner maiden, what does she want? What does she desire? What are her shadows? Where where does she need some assistance? Um, All that stuff. And then same for the mother and for the enchantress. And then it becomes very interesting when you spoke about when the cycle is not in alignment or when there's pain, especially in the menstrual cycle. I feel, or I've noticed as well with clients and with with friends and all that is that when we focus on charting down that pain or that discomfort, looking at where in our cycle we are and then working to empower that archetype of ourselves So for example, um, my last client had pain at full moon at her ovulation. So that was her inner mother archetype. And she was subconsciously suppressing her mother because she didn't want to be the nurturing, caring woman. She was suppressing that, but actually she did want that. And so her cycle was showing deeply, like, actually, you do want that. You do want to embody that. So I'm just going to like make some noise here so that you can focus and then, you know, strengthen that. And that brings on that wholeness and that beautiful flow to the to the full four archetypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love working with the archetypes. I think there's so much power 
within it. And it's not, it's it's the same thing that you said, Katie, is like just embodying that Sarah, you know, um, being that Sarah just for that week. And um, one practice that I absolutely love doing as well, uh, which anyone can do this, is the, the embodiment of music. Sound is so powerful as well. So as you're going through the phases of, of the moon or your moon cycle, especially coming into, I feel, um, bleeding, you know, new moon or wh whatever it is. If maybe you're in a full moon cycle, that's fine as well. But what's really helped me to shift that pain that I'm experiencing is through dance. And um, there's this really silly, not silly, it's actually a very powerful thing that I give my clients. I get them to write everything that's coming up for them during that specific week or during that day on a mask. And I say, okay, this is the mask with all your darkness. Write all the crap that you think about yourself, all the stories, everything that you ever think that you are not. Okay, all the not enoughness, everything, write that on that mask. And then the other mask is like, Okay, this is you. This is your full divine, um, beautiful, natural self. This is your desire, right? This is who you want to be. And then I say, go and put on a song that makes you feel like this mask and put that mask on your face and dance as if you are that, right? Just feel it in your body. Let that pain move through you. Let it be, let's scream it out, you know, jive it out, dance it out, stomp your feet, whatever it is that you need to do to, to move that energy, let it move through you. And then afterwards, put on a song that you love, that is your favorite, most beautiful song. And then you pop on that mask, you know, and you then, or you can put it on your heart. You don't have to put it on your face, but you put it on your heart and then you dance as if you are embodying, as if you are that energy and you are that energy. And the transformations that people have through this, when I tell them to do this in the first instance, they go, what? you asking me to do what? I'm like, okay, make sure your husband, your children are all not at home when you do this because it is a space where you completely go into that deep shadow and into that real profound light. And it's beautiful. And people have had immense transformations through this practice. So if you do want to go and try this, when you're in that cycle, when you're feeling that pain come through your body, you know, in that menstruation cycle, and you're feeling like, oh, I'm not shifting these things, try dancing, moving, music. Very, very powerful. Mm. Mm. So my loves, um, yeah, so the secrets of the moon. And do, do you want to add anything to that from what I just shared? Oh, just big yes. Yes, I just yes. <laughs> Sounds you amazing. Can both try it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Don't the other it. half of the equation to the, you know, to embodying the alter ego. We have to acknowledge the shadow parts of us and let them integrate as well. So wow, mm, yeah. sounds incredibly powerful. It is. And what I didn't add actually was at the end, you take the mask with the yucky stuff that you've written about yourself and you go burn the crap out of it, right? Mm. You go burn it, you dance around the fire, you know, you get your wild woman on and you do whatever, bring your drum along if you want to, because it's, <laughs> it's so powerful and let go of all of that stuff that you've have, you know, the energy shifts so quickly. And then it's that embodiment as you around that fire and you really letting the alchemy of the fire work for you even more purifying mm, so powerful mm, Sarah, sorry, what, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know what i'm doing yeah <laughs> awesome please do a video and send it to us oh dear okay now, now i've been challenged with this okay it's happening <laughs> Anyway, so yes, um, you know, there are many secrets. And I think that the power of this talk today is that the moon reveals the secrets within us and the, the different parts and the aspects of us that we are suppressing, that we're not hearing, that we are not acknowledging. And it's also bringing the beautiful parts of us up, um, right bubbling up, you know, for us to see and acknowledge as well and go, Actually, I'm not half bad, you know, I'm actually magnificent. I do have gifts. I am a creator. I have the ability to move through life without always creating drama, you know, so there is so much power in that. <laughs> do you want to add anything to that? 
Um, Sarah, Katie, you want to, oh, me? Yeah, um, go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> uh, no, I just, it made me giggle because, you know, <laughs> uh, moving through life with less drama. Yes. And I don't know why, but when you were speaking about the moon in that way, I saw the tarot card of, of the moon. I know the tower was mentioned before, but, but I saw the, the moon here. Um, and how in, in the more basic um tarot books booklets of what the card means the moon is seen still as a pretty negative card like oh mm. the moon is showing up and you're reading oh you have some dark shadows that you need to take care of but mm. I, f I feel it's also yes it can be dark night of the soul it can be you know deep shadows that need to come up in that moment but in these practices that we've been speaking about right now with the support of the moon cycle and then maybe also working with the astrology science in which the moon cycle is at that period of time so for example at the scorpio full moon or new moon the energies are very potent to do that deep shadow work and all that and so you're so supported and then doing the mask work or the other uh, embodiment practices yeah it just it becomes less um heavy I feel in a way or that's how I experience it and that's how I see it also with the people around me and that permission it's kind of like the moon is a permission permission slip to go into those shadows and it being a really beautiful practice a beautiful ritual in honor of nature of this beautiful world that we're living in and we're co-creating in yeah and it makes us feel less alone as well you know imagine like just imagine right now we're connected to this beautiful big being that's just such a warm feeling and that mm -hmm. makes it the shadow so much easier to transform and alchemize yeah yeah absolutely katie what do you yeah. want to add oh it's just it's so good because it's really that permission piece always gets me because i grew up in a household that was really control um, based and ruled through fear. So mm -hmm. I grew up thinking I needed permission to speak, to do, to be who I really am. And the moon kind of gave me that amplification to say these things, regardless of if you're speaking about them, you're feeling them. So that shadow aspect is there, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And with the moon phase, you can allow for that shadow to be transmuted, acknowledge and have it be embodied and learn from what's coming up or you can let it sit in the background and have it control your life and have drama and chaos and trauma that shows up and it's still there. So why not do it in a healthy, beautiful way rather than pretending, Ooh, the moon card is dark and scary. No, it's beautiful mm. and wonderful in a way to release all of that darkness. Yeah. And we definitely have forgotten how to do that. And I feel like we, we sit in the struggle you know, during our whole month, like if I just talk about a month to month or week to week or day to day, even we sit in this struggle and it's, we almost willing it to go away. It's not going to go away unless we actually intentionally go and consciously go, okay, well, I've had enough of this. I don't want to do this anymore. So whether, you know, like for you, Katie, as well, having grown up in a household where you felt that way, a lot of people have had that or haven't experienced love in the way that the universe, source, the moon, the earth, everything gifts us, you know, naturally. It's there. It's unconditional. And so filing it away for another day and not facing that pain, facing your shadows, facing the discomfort that it is bringing, the pain that it is bringing through your body. In the at the moment, in my chapter in my book, which is releasing next week on the 11th of November, um, I'm writing about this pain that I experience, the alchemy. And you know what? It doesn't last long. Once you've moved through that pain, it's like thank you what did I worry about? You know, why was I holding on to this for such a long time? And once we, then, then we hold on to the lessons or to the, the empowerment that's come through that the pain subsides, we forget about it. Yes, we, we acknowledge the experience, we hold that in safe embrace. But it's no longer creating our life in a way where it's bringing in more of that drama more trauma being reactive to everything in our life where we actually not taking action but we are just reacting to our circumstances as such so yeah it's really really truly powerful working 
with the moon in this way. Anything else you want to add to that? I think it's just our, our natural system we've been given. You know, if you need a structure, it's out there. Look, look at where the sky is, you know, showing the moon and what she's mm -hmm. saying is going on. And if you want to feel it intuitively, even better. But there's a mm -hmm. system to allow you to move through those challenges and be more of who your soul intended you to be here for. And it'll just happen naturally if you let it. <laughs> Permission yeah. granted today. I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is we don't listen to ourselves. We get mm. the nudges mm. um, and we know that there's something that needs to move. And this has forced me into a couple of death and re um, rebirth cycles before where I've literally pushed it down. I'm one to speak. You know, I teach this stuff, but I'm one to speak <laughs> as well. Um, and it literally got to a point where I it was like a volcano that exploded out and I had to face it. And like I said, I will move through it pretty quickly. It was only a couple of minutes or five minutes. Um, and I remember, and we can talk about your experience as well. I remember sitting downstairs in my lounge and I was at this phase where I was going, this cycle where I was, okay, this is a, a death cycle. And I could feel all of this stuff coming up within me. And I literally sat there and I was alone at home. Only my dogs were here. And I said to spirit, send me someone now I, I something's going on with me I can't do this anymore send me someone so I was going on Google and googling um you know psychic medium <laughs> as you do and the first person that came up was it was like she was sent to me well she was sent to me and um I phoned her up and I said I need some help just tell me why I'm just tell me what's coming up coming up for you because I was in such a space I'm a channel and a medium myself. I was in such a space that I shut down everything. I wasn't getting any messages through me. I was feeling the pain, but not actually hearing. And so I said to her, tell me, please tell me what's going on here. And it was then, you know, it came in that I had been sexually abused and that the visions that I was seeing was true and that I had this deep masculine wound that I needed to heal. And after I got off the phone with her, I I literally sat there and sobbed and sobbed and this primal scream that came from nowhere just came out of me and I screamed and I screamed until all that pain literally dissolved from my body and I was like I've had enough now and my poor dogs came running and they were like mom what's happening you know and they were supporting me and I didn't care about what the neighbors thought but heck did I feel better after that and I transmuted not only my own wounding, wounding, but it it rippled into the collective. It rippled into my ancestral line, my family line, to my friends, those people that I work with. And the knowledge that I have from that now is so profound. I share that with people. I shared with my clients, um, with my students. And so, you know, our experiences, our stories are powerful. And it's it's um you shouldn't push it down. You shouldn't say oh, I'm not going to tell the story because you know I was crazy and I was screaming like a crazy woman it's important to know that it's okay to be like that it's okay to let go and within each of the phases that we go through you know going through that death and rebirth cycle we have to have that energetic death to be able to move into that new cycle of our life mm. so tell me have you have you had any of these kind of experiences in your own lives Mm, Katie. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Most definitely. And, you know, sometimes I, I learn now that I can do things easier than the whole rug being pulled out from underneath me and coming crashing down. But, you know, back into that space of 2016, when things really started to change for me was that we had these plans, my husband and I, this, you know, really logical set out plans that we were going to sell our, our beautiful home that we had invested so much into to downsize. We were having this big draw. We didn't need all the things and the big stuff and the image and all of that. It wasn't really who we were. And we wanted to just build a, a smaller home on this beautiful parcel of land that we had. And we thought, great plan. I was a real estate broker, so very easy for me to navigate. And I didn't realize it at the time, but all of the destruction that would occur from that plan being initiated happened for me because that was not actually my plan. It wasn't what was intended 
for me to experience in this lifetime. It's what my human self thought would make me happy. It was trying to find that vibration without knowing all the other things about myself that I needed to connect to. And so the longer that we tried to sell our home in order to get the you know, equity and the funds and the logical planning behind building the dream life we wanted, the worse our lives got. And I didn't make the connection right away. It actually took me three years. And during those three years, we had 10 offers that fell apart on our house. Each and every time an offer didn't come together, the price came down and down and down and down. And it was like, if you're not getting it yet, then let's turn the heat up a little bit more. <laughs> it's time to change the plan. Cause every time we dug our heels in and thought, okay, we need to figure out how we got to get to the place and what do we need to do? What ended up happening was one day as we were looking online at just different properties and things for actually another client of mine who was searching for waterfront. And we saw this place that was totally nowhere we lived. We'd never been to this area before. It was hours away, had no family there, no work structure or nothing. And it called to us, like incredibly called to us. All of a sudden, we found ourselves driving out to see this parcel of land. There, It was you know, somewhere we could build a home on, similar to the plan that we were originating, but very different location, different setup. Our, my whole work structure would have to change. I couldn't be who I was intending to be. And it was a whirlwind of the moment we said yes to that particular location where it was really scary to do because there was a lot of risk involved. The house still hadn't sold financially. It made no sense, but we made an offer and we bought a place quite honestly, without having the money to be able to close. We were like putting all the trust into so many different things that needed to happen. But guess what happened? The house sold. After three years, the depression lifted, the things that were happening on a physical level with health lifted, all, all of these different things changed mm -hmm. in our lives because of the moment we let go of the way we thought it had to be to live the life that we wanted and let ourselves be guided towards the thing that popped up that we had no idea was waiting for us. So three mm -hmm. years later, I'm in the, you know, the place that I call the Enchanted Forest now. We live and work in the Enchanted Forest. My husband closed down his company. It's very roles reversed now in our household. There's been the mix of that divine feminine, divine masculine balance that was able to come back into our lives and so much healing that happened by letting go of the way that we thought it had to be and just rebuilding our lives. Mm, I love that surrendering oh my gosh that's a huge lesson in surrendering isn't it it, it was yeah. as such oh beautiful I'd love to come and visit you one day Katie mm -hmm. your enchanted forest beautiful <laughs> thank you for sharing your story and you know it's powerful because you now can take that lesson or what you've learned the empowerment of that and apply it to your life and your your children and you know your clients that you're working with as well so do you have any children yet no we we don't we have five fur babies we are definitely of mm. the um animal kin more than the human kin mm. and uh but Beautiful. it's just you know i i absolutely believe it transfers into the ancestral line and and what we learn and how that shifts for sure mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Sarah, do you want to share some of your story? Yeah. Um, yeah, my story also, it, my story also was started with, with death, actually. So when I was seven, my mother got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And when I was eight, she died. And so that that's actually how I learned about the female body, about all that. And then when I was older, yeah, you know, growing up without a mother in the home, um, not really having anyone to guide me through all these feminine stuff and, and changing, like menstruating for the first time and all that, her not really being present for that led me on the path, on the search um, to other women who could kind of embody that wisdom for me, embody that mother uh, figure for me. And I found a person who kind of showed me different ways of living, also more nature-based, more body-based, more respectful towards yourself um, without just following what the outside world is telling you to do, to look pretty or to fit in, but really listening to that inner voice within and following that. And 
ultimately it was also me giving myself permission to feel that when you were speaking about that dark night of the soul and actually truly feeling the pain and that links in also with that dark phase of the moon and the dark goddess that is linked in there when i stopped running from that pain and actually said you know what it hurts and i'm just going to feel it and it's and i'm also going to accept that this pain is somehow always going to be with me but i will move through it and i will be able to alchemize parts of it and then ultimately feeling that going through that process shedding layer after layer because it's not just one time it's kind of like a cycle that returns led me on this path of the moon mysteries and the blood mysteries and finding this deeper way of living with the body because ovarian cancer to me it's also because something in the body is being suppressed something in the feminine body is not being acknowledged or not being honored and to me instead of seeing that of like oh no that happened and now I'm doomed. It was more of like a catalyzer of that happened and I get to change it and I get to transform it. And now I get to serve other women in learning to live with their cycles. And I also find that even women who had their mother present, when it comes to these moon mysteries, menstrual mysteries or the blood mysteries, that's not basic knowledge. Not many mothers teach that to their daughters or fathers to their daughters and sons um so this this really provided that opportunity and yeah likewise it's kind of like when you you kind of get the cards that you're dealt but when you start playing with them instead of sulking like i wanted different cards it, it brings you to places that are so beautiful like this conversation if that wouldn't have happened, I would never be as spiritual as I am now. I would never be in a call, in a panel, talking about the secrets of the moon with the two beautiful women. And yeah, it brings also that depth in life that I really love. And I feel a lot of people are still looking for um, and desire because we're all, we all have that in us. Yeah. So that's a bit my story and how, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. And I always believe that our experiences are catalysts for us moving forward. You know, that is, it's a huge part of being in this life and navigating this life. And we can choose to let it define us in a way where it brings us down or to be a leader, to be a coach, a teacher, to be a mother, a grandmother, um, and the best version that we can possibly be. And so, yeah, it brings us to this, this space of um, truly knowing ourself, you know, truly knowing ourself and looking at our experiences with love, because that is ultimately, and then moving through the rest of our life, living through that experience in a way where we can amplify the love that has been shared through that with with us so my loves that brings us to the end of our conversation today thank you so so much for your beautiful souls your beautiful energy sharing your wonderful wisdom i feel like we continue we can continue this conversation and go you know many different ways there's still the wisdom of the womb which is so linked to the wisdom of the moon um, as well and you know so maybe that's for another talk but I absolutely love meeting you um, and other women and beautiful speakers on the Spirit Talks. And I'll continue doing this because this is my calling as well to share more information. And like, you know, like we said earlier on, to bring this high level information and concept and simplify it through our conversations and our stories, ultimately. So thank you so much, Sarah. Where can people find you if they want to? I know I'll put the obviously the links below here, but where can um, people find you if they want to connect with yeah. you? So Instagram is dus.sarah. You can see it here. Um, and then my website is um, duspardus.com. It's like Dutch version. So, <laughs> But if you have the link, that will be easy for people to find. That's where you can find me. And if people want to message me personally, go Instagram. That's, um, that's the fastest Perfect. way. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. And Katie? 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much, ladies, for tonight and the connection. You're just amazing and beautiful and in your calling. So I appreciate being in the space with you and everyone who's listening today as well. And uh, coachkatie.com, uh, Katie spelled K-A-D-Y, D is in David. My socials are on there. I won't make you spell my <laughs> last name out <laughs> because that will be way too much and uh, something you'll need to release in another phase because it's just like craziness. So go to coachkatie.com <laughs> for all the things. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. And I am definitely wiser having listened to both of you speak. So thank you. Thank you. And have a beautiful beautiful day. Mm -hmm. Much love to all Thank of you, you for listening. Take care. Mm -hmm.